Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to it like Dan Red Wings. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 6, 2020. I am Detroit sports editor Nolan Bianchi. I've got longtime Red Wings fan Ethan Smith alongside with me in the upcoming interview with Ted Coughlin. We ran part one yesterday of our TED Talk. We talked about how we're ruining his marriage because we keep track of when he finishes and the, uh, the, the press conferences. Uh, we remembered some of the most awful moments of the 1920 season, dig into some of those really bad statistics, and ponder whether this team could possibly be anywhere near as bad next year uh, as they are were last year. So, And then in today's episode, we go over whether we think Steve Eisenman might be done acquiring players, what, he, what his strategy might be at the trade deadline given the current cap situation. Uh, and then in the final segment, we kind of just devolve into talking about whatever. I'm pretty sure we talk about Tom Brady, Derek Jeter, A-Rod, all the above. It's a great time. Always love having Ted on. Uh, tomorrow, we've got Jack Bushman from Lockdown Blackhawks. We're going to do a little get-to-know-the-new-division enemy uh, on the show. That's a long episode. We recorded it yesterday. But we go into the rise, the fall, and the uh, current state of the Blackhawks, which is not good. So I think you're going to like it. Uh, tune in for that. Subscribe. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team. Every day. Larkin now. Larkin into the devil's zone, going wide with it. Lovejoy ports in there in front of the goal. Scores! Riley Sands got two! What a finish! I think they're going to be a lot better this year, though. Since we're on the top. Yeah. I don't think it's that much harder. I don't think it's that hard to be that much better. Yeah. You know, it's, it's... just monumentally horrible like we were talking about but it's nice isn't it nice ted to have an actual we can see the direction that this team is going and how mm-hmm. steve is going to work this when previously it was more of just oh well you know darren helm's gonna be here for another five years just want oh, you guys man. that's pretty good right huh abdicator seven huh i think they got like what 10 to they have like I think they have twelve unrestricted free agents this year. That's yep. gonna be wild. I mean, yep. <laughs> you could go if he wants to. You could go absolutely nuts at the trade deadline and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, well, then yeah. I mean, there's gonna there's gonna be a lot of new blood coming in here in the next year or two or three. That's for sure. I know, and I, I'm kind of excited for it because I like this off season where it was like a lot of turnover. There's a lot to look forward to. And they still well, that's what like, the Pistons right now. I think a lot yeah. of people are gassed out about the Pistons right now. I mean, yep. just because of all these new people coming in. Yep. They had three first round picks. Yeah. Yeah. So they, these guys uh, are probably going to have 27 first round picks by the time it's over. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it would be really nice if they could get an extra, extra first rounder or two. I think that's the one thing that's been like lacking in the approach. And I understand you didn't have the assets to get it before. But uh, that was one place that Steve really couldn't couldn't work last year that I think this year he'll have more tools to do so, especially with the fact that he has all this cap room and 
in this particular year. Well, and that kind of leads to the thing, all right, can they secure a first rounder from a team like Tampa or Vegas or yeah. I mean, there's definitely teams that are really up against it right now and still need to sign guys. So you wonder, can they extract that first round pick? If it's like, all right, yeah, we'll take Tyler Johnson or mm-hmm. Alex Kalorn or. Do you think they're done? Ah, man, I don't know. I, I, I think they'll add somebody, but I'm not as sure anymore about one of those Tampa guys. I mean, those Tampa, I mean, we're here we are, like, we're, you know, making fun of, you know, Erickson and Daly and those guys just because their contracts were, like, so bad you couldn't, you know, you were stuck with them. Yeah. Man, I mean, Tyler Johnson, when I looked at it, I mean, Tyler Johnson's still got four more years left at five mil a year, and he's 30 years old, and those stats have been sliding, man. Yeah. Alex Kalorn, he's like 31 or something. He's got another three years left at big about four and a half, I think. He had like a good year last year. 30 though. goals last year. But one score 30 on the Red Wings, so and you know, it's like, yeah, he won't. He won't. He's not going to yeah. be Alex Kalorn yeah, right. of the Lightning the last couple of years on the Red Wings. And then Yanni Gourday, I mean, that's just a bad – I mean, I don't know if it was Eiserman or the other guy that gave it to him, but, I mean, you're talking about a third or fourth line guy for like five and a half million for yep. the next four years or something. And he's 28. Yeah. It's like, I don't – I mean, that was just somebody really – wow. I mean, I don't know. I don't think you really want to get. T- I don't. If, you know, I don't know. I guess if you get a first round pick, great. But I don't know if you really want to get tied down to any of those guys. The more I thought about it, the last little while, it's like, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what he does. I mean, he loves his draft. I mean, I can understand it. He likes likes to have more assets at the draft. Yeah. Well, well then, plus you look at it too. You'd like to. It comes, it, at, a, it it comes may, at a cost, though, man. Yeah, and I don't think a that law. I don't imagine seeing him lock into anything three years, let alone four years. Like a, a, yeah. a type of salary dump like that. I think that's pretty much out of the question. And then, I think it is wise. I I, I would imagine, to be quite honest, that. I mean, he's going to try and want to save some of that cap for the deadline. Yeah. Like, I think $10 million is a good – it gives you a good, like, comfort zone. You can pretty much go anywhere, do anything. And I guess the only thing that you mentioned, and this kind of falls in line with the Tampa thing, is that there are teams who uh, are in even a bit more of an urgent situation than the trade deadline would be considered, and that's – the uh you know the deadline to become salary camp compliant right uh, before you know camp starts and, and things like that and Tampa bay falls in that category vegas falls in that category i think we could see him take advantage of one of those teams uh yeah. but until uh, outside of that i i don't see him doing anything until the trade deadline because i i think it's a good practice to you know have 10 million going in you can do when it was the last time this organization's had that sort of cash Although segueing to a little bit different thing, then they might have all this cap room next summer. From but 
I looked at that free agent list for next year, next summer, well, summer 21 or whatever the free agency will start. It's not a great class again. So it's like, all right, do you really want to overpay anybody like that? I mean, for, forgive me. I can't remember any of the names offhand. I just remember looking at that list and it's like, yeah, it's never like, it's like free agency never is such a big deal in the NHL anymore. Everybody yeah. signs 14 year, 15 year contracts and don't become free agents until they're like 44 or something like that. There's some so, pretty interesting uh, RFAs, though, I think. In yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Which, I mean. Well, this year, this class, I mean, you still got a lot of guys yeah. not signed, but. This I would really like happens. to see them make this a play for, uh, like, uh, Chris Dunn or uh, or even, like, Sorelli or something like that. So I, I just got completely distracted. I was looking at the RFAs for 2021, and I saw Zach Fucali, who was the goaltender for the Halifax Mooseheads when they had Nathan McKinnon, Jonathan Drouin. I did not know he was in the league. Yeah. Uh, no, he's not really in the league. He's, like, Where is he from? Guy. Or where did he play? Halifax? Yeah, he yeah. played uh, on that Mooseheads team with Nathan McKinnon and, and Jonathan Drouin that was just nasty. Our old friend Mark Faulkner probably knows that roster pretty well. Oh, I'm sure he does. <laughs> Big Halifax guy. Halifax. Yeah, if I recall correctly, they were like a lock to win the championship that year. And as a matter of fact, like if I could go back in time and, and put some money down on it, uh, then I probably would go to betonline.ag and bet on the Halifax Mooseheads winning the championship that year, which they did. Uh, but instead, I got to take my stab at the current NHL uh, landscape. And I tell you what, folks, they've got NHL futures out there. They've got Colorado with the top odds to win the Stanley Cup. They got Tampa Bay up there, Toronto. Whoever you think is going to win the Stanley Cup could earn you a little bit of money. Between the NHL returning, uh, football playoffs, the College Football National Championship, there's never been a better time to get signed up for free at betonline.ag. And when you use our promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N, You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use that promo code LOCKDOWN to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. At BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Lockdown Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking up college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Fender off gives him the business. So what are you what are you looking forward to uh, this season? What are some things you're interested to see about? What are what are some of the burning questions you got going into this year? Anything in particular that's you know? I wonder if Bobby. Okay, is Bobby Ryan really going to help this team? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not completely sold. She can't, I don't know. Boy, if he comes back anywhere close to where he was, mm-hmm. man, he was really good. He really he was. was. Really the Anaheim Bobby Ryan, not yeah. the Ottawa. Number right, nine right, Bobby right, Ryan. Right, right. Yeah. Or 54. I think it was 54 in Anaheim. I can't remember. Maybe um, we're both. Is Robbie Fabry going to get better? Is there more to Robbie Fabry than what we saw last yeah. year? Yeah. I'm really curious know. to see about that too, especially if he does get to kind of play on the second line with Bobby Ryan. 
I think that might be good for him. Or even if they, they pair together on the third line, or I, you know, I kind of will have to wait and see how that all works out. But I, I would imagine that Bobby Ryan will probably play on the second line. I would rather have Ryan on he line two and Sedina so. on line three. He seemed to think so. So that'll be, I don't know, that'll be interesting. He, yeah. He's kind of when playing you, in the top six. When do you think um, Eisman's going to name Larkin captain? Is it going to be like preseason, before preseason? Or like well, now there's before like the first I, game. I would think, but I don't know, guys. I mean, all of a sudden there's like this mild speculation that maybe they would, won't name him this season because why it's such a weird season and there's no fans in the stands and you're not going to get the oomph. You're not going to get that. I, I don't know if that's that big of a deal. I don't know what you guys think, but I don't think he cares. I don't think it's that. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, captain i got although i can somewhat understand the other side i can i mean it's such a bastardized season it will yeah you're trying to sell tickets that's true i mean it is what it is what it is i mean you know you know he's a local kid you want to give him a special night you know that night Uh, yeah i agree and there's going to be nobody in this i mean i get it obviously there won't be anybody in the stands so I don't know. It's crazy that the NHL was like planning, like that they went into their negotiations of the CBA during like before the bubble and all that other stuff, like thinking that they were going to be able to have fans this season. Like I, that, that kind of became clear over the last couple of weeks when you learned about all the disputes and, and things that were going on is like, they really, really thought that they were going to have the gate to, you know, have, have for revenue this season. And it's like, uh. it's worse in some ways. It feels worse now than it was in March. Oh, it's way worse. Like the numbers, like the actual numbers are way worse now than they were. We know so many people in our little social circle that have gotten it here in the last month or two. Yep. It's like my amazing. girlfriend had it two weeks ago, or she just got not, she just tested you know negative what? last like, week. And it's not like you even criticize. You know what I mean? I don't want to say criticize these people that catch it, right? Because it seems like all of us may get it here eventually. Yeah. We could be as careful as we want, yeah, but we're yeah. still going to catch it, I think, or may catch it. I yeah. mean, which makes this whole season coming up. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, baseball didn't do too badly, really. But man, college football and college basketball. I mean, I don't know. I mean, how are you feeling about Cider laying people out like he's Costatino or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, that was pretty good. Doesn't you... sound like we're going to see him though. I think there's a no. chance we. I don't think because that season. I don't know. I mean, it'll probably end in late March or early. I don't know. Maybe it ends but... like early. It ends like March 11th. I want to say the regular their season, playoff. but both well, Frolanda and their playoffs after that or something. Yeah, like that? I was gonna say both Frolanda and Rogel are uh, are Rogla are both. They're in like first and second place, I believe. So they'll both probably make. Oh no, and it scares me that you would know that, man. Seriously, you know that. But, of everything I've talked, talking to people, 
he's I guess he's played really well over there. I mean, I think come the 20, come September when hopefully there'll be more normalcy on the planet, I think he's going to step into the Red Wings lineup. And it'll be really interesting to see what he's, he can accomplish. I mean, he looks like he could be a top four defenseman for this team for 72 years or something. I mean, who knows? <laughs> Are you excited to watch uh, Team Sweden at, at World Juniors? Are you going to watch a lot of that? Yeah, they got like what about five Red Wings on there or something? Yep. yep. That should be. I mean, that team's been devastated by COVID, though. I yeah. remember writing something last week. Wallander and Groove. Like everybody and their brother has COVID on that roster. Yep. And there's been, uh, I mean, Canada's going to be unbelievable. It's yeah, This is going to be, this is like the first time that I've really been like locked in and looking forward to the, World Juniors It'll be easy to time. do. There's no other hockey. Absolutely. And well, other than the lockout years or whatever, but this is going to be easy to focus on because there's really no other hockey going on. I mean, yeah, no junior hockey, no college hockey. I mean, yeah. They, I mean, those guys, the ratings for that should be pretty decent, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice too, like that all the Red Wings prospects are on the same team. So like he really, I mean, they got Emil Vero playing for Finland and I believe they will have uh, Jan Bednash playing for the Czech Republic, but I don't. Some people really like him. Some people really like mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, what was he? Thir- fourth, fifth round? Fourth, rounder? I think. Wasn't fourth it? Fourth rounder? Third. No, third. Third, third? rounder. I okay. Third rounder. I, uh, I like the idea of taking a goalie and that's in that, in that window right there. I think they oh, yeah. needed, I, I, they needed a draft pick third round or higher of a goaltender. Cause just, I mean, Philip Larson wasn't the goalie last year that I think that they thought he was going to be. Petrozelli is really interesting though. And I was listening to a, he's uh, playing well. Yeah. I, I, a lot of people have said he's played well. Yeah. He was playing really good at the end of last year on a team that looked like it could be, poised to make a run to the frozen four perhaps and then uh we actually talked about this on the podcast last week chris peters from espn i heard him on a podcast saying that if quinnipiac can actually get their season going that he's their dark horse to win the ncaa that year partly because of petrozelli and that so at ESPN, do you guys see where Rinaldi's leaving ESPN? Tom Rinaldi? Tom Rinaldi. No is, way. Yeah, he's going, he's going to Fox Sports. Oh, wow. Yeah. Tom, Ethan, Tom Rinaldi is the guy who, uh, if you ever watch College Game Day on Saturday mornings, <laughs> he, like, interrupts the programming with, like, the fun, lighthearted Saturday morning programming with just, like, it's always a story about somebody who's, like, Oh, man. It's, like, uh USC's Clayton Baker grew up as a normal kid. And then one day in August 2004, eight of his family members got cancer in the same day. And it just, <laughs> just cuts to him. Every week. And man, it's just really, like, you're like, really Tom, get out it. of here. He's really good at it. Somebody on Twitter, it's funny, Nolan, it's somebody on Twitter kind of in the, in the comment section kind of wrote it that way kind of like really melodramatic 
just that he's leaving ESPN and it's like, oh man. It's it it's how, how are you gonna have him do an NF? I mean, I don't know. I guess he can find those type of stories in the NFL and major league baseball and everything else Fox has, but yeah, I don't know. I want him to do, I want to see him do a NASCAR sock story. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of them out there, but Ronaldo doing NASCAR would be fun, man. That would be kind of interesting. That would be a lot of fun. It's it, it's always like something. It's always so perfectly Bobble, placed. Man. It's like right after like the funnest segment of the day. And then, and then they just like cut in and Reese Davis comes back and like the crowd in the back is going crazy. And Reese Davis has to just like sit there and introduce this thing and pretend like they weren't all just having an absolute blast three seconds ago. I know that's another show that's really lost it this year with no fans. Yeah. They're, they're unbelievable at what they do, but saying that this season I haven't, it's like, I haven't been like riveted to their college, to the college game day. Like I have been in years past the lack of fans in the background. It's huge. Yeah. It's mm. really huge. They're, they're missing the energy. They really are. All right. Got to jump in here real quick. Just to talk to you guys today about built bar. They're back six new amazing flavors. It's even more deliciouser than ever before. I have started my post January one health kick and I've been eating built bars every single day. They've been helping me get by because I'm a chronic snacker and I'm somebody who, when I wake up, you know, I like to reach for something that's maybe not so healthy, maybe just something that I can grab so I can start my day and just get it going. But ever since uh, I was introduced to Built Bar, I've been eating those in the morning. They fill me up. They don't give me that like 10 30, 11 o'clock hunger feeling, and I'm good to go through lunch. Sometimes even in the afternoon, I'll have a second one, maybe around like 3 30, four o'clock uh, as I'm getting ready, you know, for the end of the day, but not necessarily ready for dinner. Regardless of when you eat your built bars, you really can't pick a bad time to have them. They're covered in hundred percent chocolate. So they satisfy that sweet tooth. They're soft and they're easy to chew. So you got that going for you as well. And best of all, built bar is great for the health conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. If you're on the keto diet this January, then it's perfect for you. But if you're just looking to avoid car- avoid carbs, then this is perfect for you too. Uh, the peanut butter brownie. Let's uh, let's read that one real quick. They've got 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. I cannot believe you're getting that much protein uh, at the expense of only 130 calories. Still blows my mind. To this day, when you go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. We would like to thank you at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast for sticking with us through this super long offseason, but the good news is that hockey is finally back, and at the Lockdown NHL podcast, get ready for the regular season with Sarah Avampato and the Lockdown NHL season preview series. Previews all 31 teams, division by division, and we got some notes in there about who to pick up and who to drop in your fantasy leagues, courtesy of our Lockdown Fantasy Hockey host, Scott Cullen. Subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so before we wrap this up, I got one burning question for it. What does for Jeff Blaschel have to do to lose his job this season, and what does he have to do to keep it? Is he in any danger Ooh, at good. all of losing good. his job? 
I think if they have a season similar to last season, even, well, yeah, because this roster is better and it doesn't matter if it is COVID or not. I mean, they have improved this roster, so they can't be like a 287 winning percentage this year. They there's no way. And what was the other one then? So how can he keep this job? How can he, how can he keep it? How can, and not, I guess not just how can he keep it, but how can Jeff Blaschel inspire confidence? Because I think the Je- the thing about Jeff Blaschel is like, well, we've never really seen him with a actually good team. We've only seen him with this team. That's like that first season, that deep first season. decline. Yeah. That first season they did make the playoffs. They took Tampa what? to game seven. The eventual no, who was five. the Stanley cup runner. No, up. no, no. That was Babcock. That was Babcock. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's they right. They lost in five games. They lost yeah. in five games. I remember that yeah, Morazic was like, I think Morazic may have pitched a shutout in game one or two. He did. And it was kind of like, uh oh, it's red hot, Peter. So maybe yeah. they can here. Maybe we'll get to but, game seven. It didn't work. No. That Jonathan, that was Jonathan Drew had a really good series that series. Mm-hmm. He really, and Hedman kind of. That was kind of, in a way, Hedman's coming out party, too. I think Tyler Johnson as well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Like, he really kind of came on the scene by killing the Red Wings. Yeah. Although, like we've been saying, though, that's a guy who's declined every year here lately. Yeah. He's one of those guys that if somebody picks up, I mean, he could be, like, 56 games played, Five goals, five assists, ten points. Yeah, very easily see that happen, man. I mean, but he know who knows because like he's not that old. Is, yeah. What is he like twenty nine or something like that? I mean, he could. He's somebody he's who could have a rebirth because his role's maybe, been deduced maybe. as well. Like maybe. that team has had a lot of talent added to it since 2015, 2016. So I guess there's they that. were stacked this year. I mean. I, so, in, a, so. in a weird way, I was kind of glad to see the Lightning and the Dodgers win their world championship. Yeah, just to get it out of the way. Just to get it out of the way. I don't care if it was COVID or whatever. Yeah. They got it done. And nobody can really mess with their core roster because they've got one now. Yeah, exactly. They Both those organizations, hate to say they deserve it, but they've been so consistently good, very good, I was happy that they both got one just so they can, yeah, nobody, nobody can really, you know, say anything about them anymore. I know. I, I in line like that. I was always a big, one. Oh yeah. The pack, uh, Rogers they do have one though. They got one. They got one Super Bowl. Yeah. And the chiefs were, I think the chiefs were that team in the NFL before team, yeah. because they had played yeah. like they had law. They had, they were like zero and six in their last first round playoff games, and so like they were they were winning the division every year, but they couldn't win a damn game in the playoffs. And then I mean, Andy Reid was like there was kind of criticisms yeah. on him. Remember, he didn't win one in Philadelphia either. He went to one in two thousand five against the Patriots, but he lost that one as well. So that was kind of a monkey off his back as well. His first. Super Bowl win as a head coach. I'm not sure if they're quite that good enough, but the Vikings maybe a little bit. Yeah. We've seen a lot of talent here the last several years, never got anything done. Yeah. Especially like in that in that Favre era too. You kind of yeah. there was like something about yeah. you that kind of hoped 
Although I, I actually don't. I, I think I remember hating Brett Favre pretty bad back then. I just found him really annoying. <laughs> I just thought it was so annoying the way he kept coming back and then, you know, retiring and then unretiring. I'm just that like, was crazy, like man. just that knock was crazy. it off. That was really crazy. That was weird. That was weird. He's had a weird like, like post career fall from grace. Like he's kind of a joke now. Is he doing like some like Monday morning quarterbacking for somebody? I think so, but I don't know. I don't know with who. Because like I think he made a big, comment about Stafford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure like where he's, you know, who's he with, but. Yeah, you see him quoted every once in a while early in the week on some of these things. Yeah. How much that he's doing? The copper fit? Copper fit. <laughs> I was trying to think of the, the metal that he's working with. I just couldn't come up with it. I knew, yeah. I knew Is that the, the one with Jerry was, Rice? Is that the yes. one with Jerry Rice? Yeah, they're playing a pickup game versus normal yeah. Joes. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Rice is just stiff-arming people to the ground. Good commercial. You know, Jerry Rice is an interesting episode to do is like exit, like looking at who had the most interesting post career transformations in one way or another. Because, like, Alex Rodriguez, for that's example, the first one that comes to my mind. Yeah. Is that guy is America's sweetheart? Everybody hated him when he was playing strange one, baseball, man. and I. I love Alex Rodriguez. Like he's I, I think he's funny. Uh, I think he's on charismatic. Sunday nights. He's really he's, good. Yeah, and he and he like he'll that he'll, you know he when he gives information and, and insight like he's really cerebral and you can tell that he just thinks a lot and like I like him a lot. But then there are people like I mean I guess the exact opposite of that is Derek Jeter, where Derek Jeter's kind of a smug little brat. It kind of feels like and and Derek Jeter is my like growing up was my yeah, he was, all-time favorite athlete alongside Tom Brady. Like, those are my two childhood heroes, Derek Jeter and Tom Brady. I'm going to be interested to see what direction Tom Brady goes. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to be interested to see which direction he goes. I could I see. <laughs> I could go in a lot of interesting different directions. What do you mean? I just think like he, I think he could end up being like a supreme weirdo who's just like, I could see him really leaning into the TB12 method and like making it his life in some way and like not being some sort of like preacher about it, but just like, I don't know, like coming up with all this junk science theories and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I feel like he, he's, he could, he'll be into junk science. I'm, I'm surprised that so many people, want him and Tampa to fail. It's kind of, I don't know. I kind of thought there'd be more support and want to see him do well and get a Super Bowl with Tampa. For some reason, I kind of thought that, but nobody I know is pulling for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And frankly, I don't think they're going to do much anyway. Uh, he looks like he's, his arm strength is gone. Wasn't it kind of silly? He, it's not accurate at all. He's not right. nearly as accurate as he used to be. I just, I, I was on board with him going somewhere else. I get that completely. I just thought like the whole Gronk coming back out of retirement. He's going to be yeah. on top. Like, I thought that was a little, all right, dude, whatever. 
The guy's yeah. doing like WWE things that then he, he's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll come back and play with Tom. It just but Gronk's been a monster. A like Gronk is the least of the problems in that offense. It's no, like, like I'm not saying he's not doing makers. okay, but it's just I don't know. I thought he was done, done. But it's just it was like, just kind of like a novelty thing. Right. It kind of seemed right. like yeah, I'm like, with you. I'm with you on that. Professional sports. What is this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just. I mean, father time comes for everybody. It's just a matter of do you do you end it on your own terms or do you let that dictate the end of your career and well, seems- on a very on a less big less case than like tom brady i mean well isn't like patrick Mar- patrick marlowe is only like a handful of games away from gordy howe this season yeah and he's not nearly the player he used to be i mean he isn't he's getting that record though it is. and and it's not even like he's going for a cup because he signed back with san jose again so yeah. it's like he's just kind of yeah. out there to I think he readily admits it that he's just doing this for the games. Yeah. And it's like, man, I mean, don't you I two things. I mean, the I mean the Sharks, man, I mean, that's kind of almost giving away a roster spot. And then secondly, I mean, I don't know, if you're Patrick Marlowe, and I don't know, it's kind of a little bit kind of sullies your career. It's like, man, I mean. He didn't do anything in Pittsburgh when he got traded at the trade deadline for them. Yeah. Well, and just like the – because I'm definitely with you on that. It's just like the letting yourself run out there and be embarrassed. Like, uh, like, and and I I appreciate that with a lot – with pretty much all the Red Wing stars, it never really got to that point. Like Henrik Zetterberg's last year. Like that dude right. was an, an animal. That team would have fallen. That team would have been the 1920 Red Wings without Henrik Zetterberg and Henrik Zetterberg's right. last year. And, you know, same thing with Lidstrom. Um, I guess I don't really remember when Iserman retired. I don't remember kind of how he looked in that 05, 06. It wasn't the same play. I guess it wasn't Edmonton. It was against Edmonton in the playoffs, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They lost in that playoff series to Edmonton. First round, I think. And then. Yeah, Edmonton went he to was, the Cup final against. Uh, yeah, Carolina. Carolina. Brendan Moore had one of the greatest. Oh, that's a great NHL finals. NBC, NBC would be all over that nowadays. Huh? Yeah. Edmonton against Carolina. Wow. Yeah, I think that Stanley Cup final was on Versus. There's no footage of it anywhere. <laughs> you know what? I'm thing is, it was a great series, but it deserves to be on Versus, probably. Yeah. I, well, like I said, that that Stanley Cup race, the Rod Brendamore, the two-step march, and then the Rays, like that, that gives me chills every single time. That is one of the, that is up there with some of the more iconic Cup races ever, in my opinion. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Remember that one. Which is funny out of all of it. And then the Ducks win the next year, and the Ducks. I I will never forgive them for winning a Stanley Cup in those uniforms. That that really upset me. Just the fact that all those Stanley Cup yeah. pictures, I've always hated those uniforms and like all of their cup pictures are in okay. those jerseys and I'm like just imagine if these pictures were rocking the the uh eggplant and green or whatever whatever that secondary color is. Tell you, man, Scott Needham. What did that was the team with Pronger and Niedermeyer? Yeah, that team was good. That's that that was a for one season. That was a really good hockey team. That was a 
strong, strong hockey Gets team. Getzlaff, Perry. Yeah. Yep. They have both Niedermeyers on that team, too. I think yeah, Scott and he, Rob. Rob was good. I mean, he wasn't a Hall of Famer by any stretch, but he was a good hockey player. Yeah. Solani, Pronger. Oh, yep. yeah, Solani, too. Yeah. Yeah, yep. he was on that team, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep. No, that was a good team. That was a really good team. Um, Which kind of makes again like no. did they? Oh yeah, that was probably would have been Jaguar, wouldn't it? Right. Yeah. Uh, uh no, I know. I don't. I think. Yeah, it was Jaguar. I was gonna say yeah. Which is yeah. sick good, because that good, means John Sh- Josh Sebastian Shiger is a uh, Stanley Cup winning goaltender, which is awesome because I like that guy. He was He's he was also- one of my. He was a goalie I really liked growing up. As a matter of fact, in that 03 series uh, was, that they beat the Red Wings in, like there was one of those series. That was where, four of the most monstrous, incredible performances mm-hmm. ever seen a goalie. I mean, that was just yeah, unbeatable. mind-boggling how good yeah. he was. Is there, a more, is there a more demoralizing feeling in sports than when you just can't – like? I guess what teams felt when they played Anton Hudobin this year, when you're just like, damn, it doesn't matter what happens. We cannot beat this guy because he's playing on an otherworldly level. And the wings kind of ran into that quite a bit. I mean, Pekka Rene in Nashville. Oh yeah. Kiprasov in Calgary. Kiprasov. Man. Kipper, man. He owned the Red Wings. Do you remember the Kipper kid? There was a kid. There was a kid in Calgary. I don't know if he had season tickets or what, but he used to vaguely. Uh, I remember that he used to dress like he had like seats right yeah. behind the Calgary goal, and he used to dress in uh, full goalie gear and just mimic everything that Kiprasov did for like the whole get a helmet game. Dude. Had a whole vaguely game. Everything. I do remember that. Even yeah. it had like the beard that oh. <laughs> his mom painted on him. Yeah. Yeah. Mika Kiprasov used to rip heaters in between uh, in between periods. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and Danny an absolute Markov. legend. Yeah, Danny Markov too. Kipper was great. He was really good. He really Dwayne was. Wayne Rollison. Wayne Rollison did that to the Red Wings. Yep. Rolly the goalie. He was on that 06 team that we were talking about. Yeah. He was fantastic that spring. Even a goalie that didn't do it, Cam Ward, when his rookie year taking Carolina all the way to the Stanley Cup. That was another time that a goalie carried him. I mean, I'd even put Bennington up in that category when St. Louis won. Oh, yeah. Kim Ward still in the league last season or not? I don't think so. I don't know. He was really good for a while. Like, really yeah, he was really steady. For a while. He was really steady. He's um, st- no, you know what? He was with Chicago at the end, but I think he didn't re-sign done. with them last season. No. And – I think he's out of the uh, yeah, now. he's he's done. Nineteen was his last season. Eight ninety-seven. He had a nice percentage. career, man. He yeah, had he a did. really nice. Made a lot of money for himself, I'm sure. Did you guys know that in 2005, 2006 regular season, uh, Cam Ward in 28 games played? Which how many games did Jimmy Howard play this year? Probably, Probably about. Probably right around. Don't you think? Let's uh. So. Jimmy Howard in 2019 20. 27 games played, 882 save percentage. Cam Ward, his rookie year, the year he won the Stanley Cup, 28 games played, 882 save percentage. 3.68 goals against average. No way. Really? 
And then once they got to the playoffs, uh, that guy standing on his head he went he went nine nine twenty with a two point one four goals against about, average. Can we talk about the Hamburglar? That's another guy. He just because that was the most dominant performance I think I've ever seen from a goalie. Just on an emergency basis, like last hope, he'll probably never get another job in the league. And did he rat? How many? Uh, Andrew Hammond. Andrew Hammond in Ottawa that one year. The Hamburglar, Andrew Hammond. Oh yeah. Yeah. Remember they were, they were throwing McDoubles on the ice. <laughs> like Ottawa oh, went twenty that's funny. down the yeah. stretch to make the playoffs. Yep. And he was in the in the majority of those. Oh, a story oh, twenty one hours ago at DetroitNews.com. Alex Stalock injured wild sign goalie yeah. Andrew Hammond. Go get him, kid. He got exposed though in the playoffs that yeah. he was like 23 2 and 1 or whatever, but then he got exposed in the first or second round of the playoffs pretty quickly. The life of a goaltender in the NHL. It's man. a really weird that's, life. That's wild, really, it? really tough. See, yeah, that's 20... why if I'm Washington, do I at least give Jimmy Howard a tryout? I mean, yeah, better than know. Zach Fucali. <laughs> I don't think Jimmy Howard. Maybe you put him on in front of a you know team like that. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, you don't need him to start yeah. every game. You just you need a backup if you're yeah. the Capitals now. We're talking about this because, because you what have... happened to Henrik Lundqvist yeah. today. I mean, yeah. yeah, the heart condition. That was Which, tough. I mean, he's that's devastating. That sucks. Although, going back to the Brady and all the other stuff, at least we don't have to see Henrik Lundqvist in a Washington Capitals jersey because that's not right either. That's not right either. That to me is, uh, I mean, I guess he's, you could call him probably retired now, but like out of all the guys in the NHL who don't have one, I think he might be number one who deserves it. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I was struggling oh, I to say, okay, yeah, you're right. Joe Jim. Thornton, Marlowe and Thornton. Yeah. Cause of their careers. I mean, they had, they're kind of, they're obviously hanging on now, but. You're locked on Red Wings. Your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.